Hallelujah. 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 Emmanuel. Emmanuel. We thank God. If you want to invite a friend, you can still go ahead and do it. Just send them the link. Tell them that it is happening live here and they will be blessed. Amen. Today, the Lord has given me a message to share with the world. A message that will encourage somebody and put them on their feet to run if God uh, will give that grace. Uh, a message to let you know that Christ is still in position thinking about you to excel. If only we can believe that the grace that we possess has got a significance and a need in our generation now. Hallelujah. And therefore, everybody that is on here, you are carrying a substance that is of a great need to the Lord. Amen. And our focus of scripture will be taken from uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1. Chapter 1. We'll be staying in Timothy for a while by the grace of God. Amen. Let's, let's read. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life, which is in Christ Jesus. Oh, I love this. I love this. This is the patriarch of one of the Gospels uh, that we are hearing today, a man that had dedicated himself and his life to the cause of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He started with the wrong foot, although uh, knowing that the zeal that was in him, thinking that a zeal could be of a great benefit or great importance, and so he was doing a lot of havoc to the Christian faith. He did not know, he did not know that his path of trying to do what would please God was actually something hurting God until he came to the place of divine encounter with the one that he was desiring to serve, desiring to serve. So the apostle Paul now had an encounter with God in the, in, in the book of Acts, the 20, and from there, he began to walk the walk of faith, understanding what the spirit is desiring of the time and seasons of his life. And so he dedicated himself to the purposes of kingdom and to every activity that needed to be done to help the church of our Lord Jesus Christ to be well established. I will say it again, to help the, the church of our Lord Jesus Christ to be well established. For that is the heart cry of the Lord in heaven. The Most High, the kingdom of God, he wants the kingdom to be replicated on earth. And the kingdom can only be established if the church of our Lord Jesus Christ is in direct alignment with the purposes of the kingdom. And he needs people like you. He needs men and women like you with the wisdom that we possess, the beauty that you possess, the knowledge that you possess, the expertise that you possess, the connections and the contacts you possess, your financial resources, the craft of knowledge, everything that is encompassing your life. The Lord is waiting that you can use that as an instrument of blessing to the kingdom of heaven. And so the apostle now got the true revelations, and now here he stood in there trying to raise quite a few people to be able to get them on their feet to do the will of the Father. 
the will of the Father. Hallelujah. And so he started by salutation to uh, Timothy, uh, one of his uh, prodigies, and, and Titus also was also part of the, the deal. And quite a few people that he was pouring himself in them because of the encounter that he received, the revelations that he received, the knowledge that he possessed the understanding of the things of the spirit that he had. He used it all together, tried to pour it out into people so that they could also propagate the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so he said to him that there are some promise of life, but that promise is not found outside of our Lord Jesus Christ, but it can only be found inside when you are with Christ Jesus. When you have a connection, we have a contact with Jesus Christ. That is the place where the promises in the word of God can be made relevant to you. And so he said that Paul, an apostle, an apostle, an apostle. I don't know what salutation I can give you this morning, but I don't mind to give you an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we'll come down and see that quite some few ladies had also opened up themselves to the gospel and their life was now transcending through their generation to make great impact, to let the kingdom of heaven to be part and parcel of their lives. Hallelujah. So he said, an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, this day I pray for you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you realize your apostleship in the Lord Jesus Christ. Habare Karota. May you understand your position in Christ, your grounds that the Lord has given to you, your potential and your capabilities that God has passed on to you through the leadings of his spirit and the impartations that you have received over the years, I pray that may you mm. come to the place of realization of what you carry and be able to confess it boldly before men in Jesus' mighty name. So he said, mm. an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, by the will of God, by the will of God. It is not because he wanted to be an apostle, but it was by the will of God. It was because God had willed it before he was born. And today I know for sure that your star that you possess when you were born carried the will of God in it because God passionately commissioned that you will be alive at this time, in this generation, in this moment, and will be on this platform today by his grace. And so everything does not happen to you because it's an accident. No, it has been pre-planned by God. It has been pre-ordained by God. It has been pre-positioned by God that it will be made manifest at a time that is relevant, especially in this day and age, in this day and age. And therefore, we have to realize that everything that we are in, any environment that we are in, it is by the will of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You are who you are by the will of God. You are where you are by the will of God. Nothing to your life is a mystery. Nothing to your life is a mistake. Nothing to your life is a, is a happenstance. It is by the will of God. And so the apostle now had to stress to let them know that I'm not an apostle because I wanted to be an apostle. It is by the will of God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. And I pray to you today in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that anything concerning your life, the will of God concerning your life will be made manifest to you and begin to walk in that power and that capacity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you never miss out 
on what area of grace, on what area of capability, on what area of power, of what area of wisdom that God has blessed you with. May that grace speak for you in Jesus' mighty name. The will of God is a, by the will of God. I am an apostle by the will of God. I'm a pastor by the will of God. I'm a wife by the will of God. I'm a son, I'm a husband by the will of God. It's not by mistake, it is by the will of God. The will of God is now in, involved with all that we are doing. So I don't take anything for granted. I know that God's hand is in this matter. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I want to speak to your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is going through some challenges and difficulties, and you don't know how to turn around and speak about it. I want to speak to your spirit in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that the will of God concerning your life will be made manifest even in the midst of your challenges. Even in the midst of your challenges, I prophesy in Jesus' mighty name that the will divine of our Lord God will be made evident in your life. And even in the midst of your challenges, the place where you feel that things are tight for you, may the will of God be made evident unto you in those areas. And so the apostle says that this is the will of God, which is the promise in Christ Jesus. It's a promise that Christ, through Christ Jesus, everybody shall obtain a will in the hands of God. Hallelujah. So everyone that is on the platform, if you have accepted Jesus Christ, I want you to realize that whatever goes on with your life, it is by the will of God. Whatever position you carry, any grace that you carry, any influence that you have on any environment, remember it is by the will of God. And so it came through the promises of this life, which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And he spoke this to Timothy. He said, Timothy, my dearest beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God. Hallelujah. It settles the matter for me. He said, grace, where I feel that I need to use my energy to bring to pass what I need to pass. He is speaking to Timothy to let him know that the grace of God is there for him in the mighty name of Jesus. And it's the same thing I want to speak to your spirit. And I want to speak the same to your soul. And let your ear hear this today, that the grace of God is speaking for you. That it is not by might, my shoulder. It is not by might. I say it again. I say it will never be by your might, but it will be by the grace of the Lord. The grace of God is sufficient for you, even in the midst where you feel that you don't add up to, to the place of occasion. The grace, so he spoke to Timothy, led him to know that, listen, whatever you are doing, anywhere you are, whatever you are trying to achieve, especially with the things of the gospel, grace speaks for us. Hallelujah. I will say it again. Grace speaks for you. If you believe me and you believe the word of the Lord, say to yourself that the grace is speaking for me. The grace of the Lord is speaking for me. Today, the grace of the Lord, may he speak for you. May he speak for you in the area of, of your career. May he speak for you in the area of your ideas. May the grace of God speak for you in every area of your life where you feel that you need help. May the grace of God be sufficient for you. Where you feel that you are weak and you are down, may the grace of God be sufficient for you. Where you know that you cannot write, may the grace of God be sufficient for you. Where you feel that you cannot get the resources and the things that need to be put together, may the grace of God be sufficient for you. He said, grace, grace, 
mercy, and peace, mashudi care. These, these three things are the core foundation of our Christian and, and endeavors. Hallelujah. Every child of God, we cannot achieve any potential in this life if the grace of God is not on your life. Amen. And we, we have to realize that the grace is what undergirds our lives to keep us afloat in the midst of the storm. When challenges are hitting our door and difficulties is knocking on our windows, we've got to realize that the grace of God becomes the sufficiency from the Lord that keeps us going. Amen. When you don't know where to turn, even whom to talk to and where to whom to speak to, the grace of God begins to go ahead of you and begins to work for you and begins to keep you moving on to help you realize that God can keep things to happen or can bring things to pass in your life, even though you don't have it all together. And so he said that grace. Timothy, you cannot achieve this if the grace is not on you. You cannot fulfill this mandate if the grace is not on you. So grace, this is my salutation to you today. Grace, mercy, and peace. And why would he say mercy? Listen, there are a lot going on around our life, and this flesh has always been a battlefield trying to weaken the strength of the spirit. But we are spirits living in this flesh. And so the Bible says in the book of Romans that there is there's a strong battle between the flesh and the spirit. And the two try to win each other over each other and to subdue each other. But when grace is speaking, Marotasika, and the grace of God is speaking into your life. All of a sudden, what you need here is the mercy of God. The mercy of God transcends beyond our weakness. The mercy of God transcends beyond our inabilities. The mercy of God overshadows what we cannot achieve or attain in our own strength. The mercy of God comes in play when we realize that we don't have it all together. I mean, I don't have it all together. I may be weak in one area, but the mercy of God prevails for me. I may not be strong in this area, but the mercy of God comes and speaks for me. The Lord protects me with his mercy. With, though my humanity tries to subdue the spiritual potency of my life, but the mercy of God speaks for me. Hmm. When they pull up arrows to say, mm, he deserves to be shot, let's kill him quickly because he's made this wrong. Wrong. You know what he turns to? He turns to the seat of mercy. The mercy seat is what God turns to and look at it. And Jesus points his finger on there and says, Lord, remember this. The mercy seat. The mercy of the Lord has always been speaking for you. And this day I pray over your life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that may his mercy overshadow your weakness in Jesus' mighty name and to under get you with grace and begin to walk the walk of faith to glorify our Lord Jesus Christ. So he spoke, the apostle said, uh, mercy also is part of this salutation that I'm bringing to you, son uh, Timothy. The mercy of the Lord. The mercy of the Lord. We have been saved by grace, but it is the mercy that keeps us going. 
because there are so many things that can be used as a weapon against you that the enemy can look at your filthy garment, look at your diminishing uh, light and your, your star coming down and dim with all kinds of flesh and all kinds of weakness. The mercy of God prevails in those arenas where your strength is also weakening. And that is when the Lord begins to shine forth stronger and stronger in your life. Hallelujah. The mercy of God. Amen. The mercy has sustained you and I. The mercy of God has kept us going. The mercy of God has prevented us from being consumed by the enemy. The mercy of God has shielded you so that disgrace and embarrassment will not take you by surprise. The mercy of God has preserved your life and sustained and maintained your integrity. Even though you were at fault, God has let his mercy shine broader over your life so that your name can be preserved. So mercy is speaking for you. Hallelujah. They will come and say, aha, this woman will caught her in the act of adultery. What do you say? Let's kill her. Hallelujah. He took out a, a writing on the ground and he sat down and said, he that has no sin, he that has no sin, whoever is guiltless, let him be the first to throw the stone. Hallelujah. And amazingly, nobody could stand in there to be able to put out one stone. The Bible says that from the elders, even to the last person, they began to drop their stones tonight. And today, listening to me on this platform, on any other medium that you are listening to me, remember that Jesus Christ has brought you mercy. Jesus Christ, the Bible says that he's standing on the right hand of the Lord God Almighty, interceding on your behalf. He is speaking that, let mercy speak for you. He is telling God that, Lord, yes, it's true that she deserves to die. It is true that what she's doing is wrong. But remember mercy. Remember the mercy seat. That is why there are cherubims that with their, uh, uh, with their, with their feathers or their wings touched together, covering the mercy seat where judgment of the Lord stands from. He says that the wings of the, of the angels are putting together and through that, the mercy of the Lord comes out. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is speaking on your behalf. The mercy will speak for you. Hallelujah. Amen. And the last salutation that he will give to him is that say, peace, peace. Peace, Mashakuro Diza. Say peace. The peace that he's asking for you is not the peace of men. The peace that he's calling for the apostle is not a peace from any experience that he has obtained, but rather it's a peace from God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace from God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. People of God, you may obtain peace, but your peace can be troubled. This revelation, the Spirit of God gave to me a couple of years ago, almost 12 years ago, for me to understand that my peace can be troubled. Do you remember that when the G Jesus Christ and the disciples, they were on the Sea of, uh, uh, of Genesaret and they were moving on, the Bible says that there was a storm, that, that Eurocliding storm. And when the storm came, with all the experience of the fishermen on board and everybody who was part of the crew, the Bible said that they could not sustain the boat together. And the scripture says that Jesus Christ was sleeping underneath, in, inside the, 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 the hole of the, of the boat. And then one of them went out there and said, Lord, don't you care that we are perishing? Because at the place where they were and at the environment where they found themselves, there was no chance of survival because 
because there was so much storm blowing left, right, and center, tossing the boat up and down, and they could not sustain the rattles and everything together. The mast, everything could not work together. And so now they had to wake Jesus up. And Jesus said to them that, ye men of little faith, where is your faith? And the first, after the rebuking of the disciples and everything, the first statement that Jesus made, that kept me going from that time to today, by his grace till eternity that he will call me home is that the peace of the people at the time on the river was trouble. And so Jesus Christ, the Bible said, he stretched out his hands and said, peace be still. Peace be still, which means that peace was not still at the time that they were in on the river. And they needed that moment of stillness to be able to uh, sail through the, the, the river properly to get to their destination. People of God, I want to draw your attention to this, that you being a child of God, you can be at a war front. You can be at a battlefield with all kinds of challenges, difficulties, situational activities going on all over your life. But one thing that you need to always maintain is your peace to be still. You don't want your peace to ever be troubled by any challenge of this life. There could be every storm everywhere, but let not my peace be troubled. Hallelujah. And so the salutations that Paul is giving to Timothy is this. He says that grace, which is the ability to do what you cannot do, and mercy to defend and protect you even in the moment of your weakness. And the last thing is to keep you going. It's your peace of mind. You need the peace which is from God. The peace that can sustain you in the moment of trial. The peace that can keep you going when people are accusing you of things you don't know about. The peace that can keep you going when men wants your sanity to be lost. Somebody is on the platform. That's one of the attack on your mind. There's an attack on your mind, on your peace. And so from time to time, you keep forgetting about basic stuff and basic things. And you have reported it to, to somebody that is aware. And now you don't know what to do. But by the grace of God, what you want to pray for is that you want your peace to be still. You want the stability of your peace to be still. And so the Bible said that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. If Jesus Christ would take the chastisement of our peace, which means that our peace can be at the battlefield, but Jesus Christ worked on it in Isaiah 55, 55, that he worked upon it in advance for us, that it shall be upon him. He will take that battle on for our life so that our peace will no longer be troubled. And so the Bible said that when Jesus came out of the boat, the, the second statement out of the his name was to rebuke every spirit that is troubling peace at the time. So he said, peace be still. Today, my prayer for you, in the name of Jesus Christ, that anywhere that you are listening to me from, that may the peace of God from God come upon you in the name of Jesus Christ. May the peace of God and from God come upon your life and surround you in the name of Jesus Christ. That is my blessing for you today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I prophesy that the grace, I speak that the, the mercy and also the peace of God be put together in the name of Jesus Christ and let them speak for you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The peace of God. Amen. Come upon your life. 
People of God, these are the three major things that our Christian life is centered on. One thing uh, from the other will always come that your peace will be troubled. Tomorrow you are here, the next day you are there. Listen, Job, Job, Job. Job was a typical example. What in one day, in one day, and the interesting stuff is this, that every single moment somebody had, one of them escaped and was the carrier of the bad news and was able to come to him and tell him the bad news that was happening to his staff, to his children, to his investment and everything that he possessed, you know, and everything that the enemy was doing was trying to do anything possible to hit the area that he had his peace most. So his children, they hit him with all kinds of death and all the children died one day. Uh, his, his investment and all the cattle and everything he had, the Bible said that one day everything consumed and was gone. And the next thing was this, the next thing. And every time, every moment, one of the people was able to escape that time and come to him and come and tell him. Every time you hear a message that troubles your heart, the enemy's attempt is to wake you up in the area of your peace, to weaken it up, to make sure that it does not function properly. You don't have a sound mind. We will get to that place in the, in the next um, episodes of our, our gatherings and our teaching. That we will realize that these three areas that the apostle was speaking to uh, Timothy and Titus and all of us today is that the, the area of our thinking, the area of our reasoning faculty must be intact so that we can love the Lord with all that is within us and with all that he has given to us. We can do well for the kingdom's purpose. We can work well in the kingdom's activity. All that God is expecting for us is that our peace will be intact. So the apostle says that grace, mercy, and peace from God be multiplied unto you. And this is my blessings to you today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Now may the grace of God speak for you. May the mercy of God reach you out. And in the name of Jesus Christ, may the peace from God come upon your life and your household. Everything that you have ever possessed, I speak as a prophetic decree over your life. That may these three blessings come upon them. In the mighty name of Jesus, I speak the blessings of God. I speak the peace of God. I speak the mercy of God. I speak the grace of God. Let it come upon you and your household. Let it come upon you and your children. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, from today, may men and women look at you and see the wonders of God upon your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the grace of God give you what it takes to be able to fulfill your assignment. May the mercy of God protect you from the storms of this life. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding be your portion and rest upon your mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, from every storm, from every trouble, from every challenge, from every difficulty, in Jesus' mm -hmm. mighty name, anybody who has ever made an attempt on the grace of God on your life, anyone that has made an attempt on the mercy of God on your life, anyone who has made an attempt on the presence of God on your life, I declare in the mighty name of Jesus, may the Lord himself be your defense. May the Lord God himself be your protection. May the Lord himself be your May he be your hiding place in the midst of the storms of your peace. May he be your place of refuge when the enemy is coming against you. 
in the mighty name of Jesus, may he become your source of provision and protection when you need the grace most to be able to function in the area that he has called you. In the mighty name of Jesus, do not lose hope. Remember Amen. that the grace of God is, is with you. I uh, pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the mercy of God is also speaking for you. I declare over your life that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall surely rest upon your life. This is the message from the Lord to you today. Amen. Amen. Grace. Amen. God bless grace. you. Amen. Great. He said grace, grace, and grace. Grace. And the message, the message, when you don't know what to do and your weakness is actually having a fold over your life, he said, my message is there. The message speaks for me and protects me from my weakness, protects me even from myself, it keeps me going. My heart Last thing is the peace of God. That's the first all understand. This is what I came to share with you. These three things keep it up in your heart. And we'll get to it, verse, verse three, going down. You know, in that thing, if you can join us again the next time, now that is, you will be able to receive a lot from this uh, statement that the apostle was sharing with Timothy and which I am sharing with you today that by grace, this shall come your portion. The grace of God, the mercy of God, and the peace of God will surround your life like a shield, like a fortification, like a protection, like undergathering grace and strength to keep you afloat, to keep you moving on, to keep you going, to do the will of God, to fulfill assignment, to fulfill destiny. Your life is not a waste. No, never think like that. Never even assume that. There may be all kinds of issues and mess about your life, but remember, the grace of God is there to help you out. You may not have it all together, but the grace of God will help you all together. The mercy of God will speak for you in the place of your weakness. There's so much around us. That's a sign that you're a human being. You are alive. Yes, that's a sign that you are alive. You are here. You are not gone yet. You are here. That's why there's a sense of weakness now and then that this thing happens today, here and there, and all that. It's a sign that you are still here, but the message speaks for you. And your peace that you need to fulfill your mandate will surely come from God to take care of your life. This is the message of the Lord unto you, and I hope that this shall be a blessing to you. If you feel that you are blessed by it, please share with others. Let somebody also hear. Hopefully, their lives can be transformed to the image that Christ wants them to receive. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.